How's it going, everybody? I just want to talk about this whole Black Adam thing. So, watching one of my movie shows, and they were talking about this, and, and, and I've seen different people say things on Twitter, so this isn't the first time that I kind that I've 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 seen this, but uh, I want to talk about this whole Black Adam situation, and it really is looking like Black Adam number one is not even going to break even, um, but it's also looking like they're more than likely not going to be doing a sequel, and there's not going to be any more Black Adam movies. Now, that doesn't mean Black Adam isn't going to show up. And other things, we know that they're working towards a Shazam and Superman sort of meet up with him eventually. And I hope they stick to that plan, you know? Um, But I haven't seen Black Adam yet. So take all of this with a grain of salt until I come back and I've done my review for the film, which... I'm probably going to wait until it drops on HBO Max because I just have zero interest in seeing this in the movie theater. I do want to try to make it out in the next couple of weeks and try to see Wakanda Forever. And I definitely will go see Avatar The Way of Water when that comes out. But in terms of Black Adam, here's the thing. They've been talking about this movie for about 10 years now. And I'm not even exaggerating. They've been talking about this thing for ever. And unfortunately, the way that I look at the situation is Black Adam is a casualty of the misguidance of the past Warner Brothers regime. And you can say that about the whole DC Universe. To a certain extent, you know, um, how the past regime thought that they would have the same success that the MCU had without taking the same steps is beyond me. Um, you know, this is multifaceted. This is a multifaceted thing. Some, you know, and and that's why. <laughs> I want to say this because there might be some of you, well, why are you bringing up the entire DC when you're just talking about Black Adam? Well, because this thing is multifaceted. There's several different things going on at once that I think is at play is why this movie failed. Because here's the thing. If we hadn't gotten a lot of the DC movie, DCEU movies, if we didn't get BVS, if Justice League wasn't the massive disappointment... If the first Suicide Squad movie was better or didn't come out at all, and then this movie came out, I think it would have done a lot better. You know? But here's the thing. And we'll we'll come back to the Black Adam-centric stuff later. But let's talk about the DC universe as a whole. Because I won't forget it. Um... I remember it being 2012, and I forget what movie it was that I went and saw at the movie theater. 
I don't remember whether it was The Dark Knight Rises or The Avengers, but it was some superhero movie or action type movie that came out in 2012. But that was the first time we got to see the trailer for Man of Steel. And I got super excited. And I never did get to see Man of Steel in the theater, but it came out the next year. And here's the thing. From the very beginning, Warner Brothers, the past regime, not the people who are heading it up now, but Warner Brothers really started to notice the success that the MCU was having and could have potentially in the future. And wink, wink, we got to see it by the time Endgame came around. So naturally, DC wanted in on that. But they didn't want to do it the same way. And for years, before the next movie even came around, because for a bit, Man of Steel was the only one there. It it was a while before we got BVS. At least a few years. So, for years, they had fans saying, no, 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 really, don't do that. And they're like, yeah, but we don't really want to copy what Marvel's doing. It's like, no, no, no. Yes, you do. There is a reason. And all along, they kept basically just saying, now, we got this. We got this. We know what we're doing. Okay. So, they didn't know what they were doing. And they fucked it up from the very beginning. Um... So that's, the, so that's facet number one. So, you know, however many movies later, BVS and everything that happened with that, then for whatever reason, now look, I am a Zack Snyder fan for the most part. I don't love every movie that he's directed. I don't think he's a perfect director. But I do like him. But I will be the first one to say, should Snyder have aimed for making a three hour and 30 minute long BVS movie? No. But he did. And nowhere along the lines until the last minute did the studio have anything to say about it. So then at the last minute, when they're expecting the man to cut 30 minutes out of his movie because they want it shorter because they want more showings that's on you as the studio look again I don't know why he chose to aim because even the theatrical versions of Lord of the Rings is only 2 hours and 45 minutes ish you know it's around the length of Infinity War or Endgame why you aim for over three hours beyond me but as a studio why would you have him cut his film up to pieces of course that's not going to do well of course it isn't so that's when the problem started 
Then you had Suicide Squad come out. And what horrible, awful garbage was that? You know, you you had the fucking horrible dancing fucking what the fuck character. Then, you know, I really liked Jerry Leto's Joker, but he wasn't in the movie enough. And I totally understand by the little bit that we got in the film why it rubbed some people or, well, a lot of people the wrong way, you know. Because it didn't seem rooted in the story. Look, you take Joker out of that movie completely. And it changes nothing about that plotline. Sure, it changes some of the dynamic with Harley Quinn. You know? You've got to have somewhere there to be, I guess, the Joker for her. You know? So maybe keep the flashbacks with them falling in the acid and things like that. You know, maybe them talking across the table from each other. But you don't need the scene. You don't need any of the other scenes with him. He makes zero difference to the story. So you make all of these decisions. Not to mention, the, and, and I wish I was joking when I said this. When I, when I say this. I wish I was joking. This, the, the company who edited the movie were people who edit music videos not film editors music video editors and that is why for the first third of this movie it's hot garbage it's the worst part of the movie which is also strange because it also has some of the best character moments in the movie and we're getting introduced to everybody. But the editing work in it is horrendous. So then you have that sour taste in everybody's mouth. And then Justice League comes out. Wonder Woman comes out. And by that point, everybody is just dumb. Then Shazam comes out. And it gives everybody a little bit of gleam of hope. Because it was a really cute movie. And so, so good. Still to this day, Shazam... Is probably my favorite, or at least my second favorite of the DC movies. So you have all of this stuff, right? And then you have the whole debacle with Zack Snyder's Justice League. You know, where whoever it was at the company greenlit it when they probably shouldn't have. And then they went through it anyways. And, you know, all of this different stuff, you know, and... Warner Brothers set a president for certain things that and and they set a president of we don't got our shit together just at all you know and then lastly not not which the last big DC movie we got um well actually the last two movies we got didn't even do well Wonder Woman 87 was garbage. I know that there there are people that really enjoy it, but the vast majority of us fucking hate it. And The Suicide Squad was a brilliant movie. James Gunn did such a brilliant job with it, but they put it on HBO Max. I mean, look, I watched it on HBO Max. 
I didn't go see it in the theater. You know? Because, I mean, hey, if you're going to drop it on streaming, I don't want to drive to the theater when I don't have to. I'd much rather just pop it on my TV and watch it. It's easy. So, you know, they, they, they make all of these decisions. And so now, literally, I'm, I'm pretty sure, pretty much literally, 10 years later, we have Black Adam. And it comes out. Doesn't really do that well. Now, look, I do think there are some other reasons for it, too. I think there are some racial things at play. I think politically, a lot of people aren't a big fan of The Rock. Like, look, not to throw my own father under the bus, but my father is not a big fan of Dwayne Johnson anymore. Um, So, you know, normally, my movie buddy, my dad, who I would normally go to the movies with, you know, he's not interested in seeing this. So, there's a lot of things at play. You know, whether some of the things should be in play or not, does is is it doesn't matter. It is at play. And for a lot of different reasons, people were like, do I go spend my money and see this or do I save it? I look, let's call it what it is. If you are somebody like me and my family who you don't have all the money in the world to go see every single movie that comes out. Look. In a world where you have Black Adam opening in October and Wakanda Forever opening in November, if you have to save your money, yeah, the safe bet is Wakanda Forever. By by and large, the MCU has been far more, um, you know, respectable and trustworthy than, than DC has. It just, it just has been, you know, and, you know, I'm going to say something and it's going to sound a little bit hypocritical and it's going to sound a little bit unfair, but hopefully you will understand what I'm trying to say. But here's the thing. When somebody says, oh, it harkens back to a 90s you know, or early 2000s superhero movie. Here's the thing. For some reason, for Venom, that whole shtick works. Because Venom is a... The the, the version of Venom that I fell in love with when I was growing up was the more kind of snide, sarcastic... It was like the antithesis of what Spider-Man was. That's what I loved about Spider-Man. His wise-cracking, you know, joke-making self. So, you know, having Venom, that first Venom movie when it came out, be that sort of late 90s, early 2000s kind of feel works. But you tell me that about a DC movie when it comes out? That just worries me. Because... Now and, and 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 look, the same studio did both of these movies, right? Sony 
both did Venom and they did Morbius. Morbius was not good. Morbius is what I'm expecting Black Adam to be right now. I'm not expecting Venom. I'm expecting Morbius. And while I would hope that people like Dwayne Johnson and Pierce Brosnan and certain people of certain caliber, and especially also knowing how much Dwayne Johnson loves the character of Black Adam, I would hope that the movie would be better than Morbius. But the fear that I have is that it's not. You know, and the only way to know is to spend the money and go sit in your seat and experience it on the big screen. And I just don't want to do that. It's too much of a gamble for me. You know? And so, on the one hand, because unlike my father, I am a huge Dwayne Johnson fan. I think he's a wonderful human being. He's he's a good actor when he puts effort into it. He is... When I say middle of the road, I don't mean it the way he sounds. He is... He is not a middle-of-the-road actor. He is a very good actor. But what I mean by middle-of-the-road actor is... It depends on the project. If he puts all of his passion... And all of his... Abilities into it... He is fantastic. But there's also been some Dwayne Johnson movies that I've watched... Where he's... He, he comes off like he's half-assing it... And it shows. And so... I am sure, as much as he loves Black Adam, this is a project where he gave it his all. But it still is one of those things for me where it's like there is too many things going against this movie. And unfortunately for him and for everybody a part of this movie, it's the whole DC regime as a whole. You know, you talk about the Batman Part 2 or... Uh, Joker Fully Day Fully or whatever the fuck the sequel's called I will be in the theater day one for those movies you know but for the DC cinematic universe stuff I'm not gonna lie even when it comes to Shazam Fury of the Gods which is a sequel to my one of my top two favorite DC movies, I'm even worried about going into it because I don't trust the regime that came before. Right now, the only movies that I have faith going into is The Batman Part 2, whenever that comes out, because that's how much I believe in Matt Reeves, and especially after getting what we got with The Batman, Joker... I think Todd Phillips did an amazing job with the first one, and I 100% trust him for part two of his film. But as far as DC Cinematic Universe movies, the only one that I have faith in, and it's only because of the things that we've heard from people that have seen early cuts of it, and that's The Flash. I think The Flash is going to be a very surprising, well-made movie. Especially given all the shit going on with Ezra Miller. But I do. I think The Flash is going to knock our socks off. 
But I can't say that about anything else. Aquaman 2, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Nothing. I can't think of any other DC movie that's slated to come out that I'm, I have any faith in. And it's not because I don't want them to be good. And it's not because I'm not willing to see them in the theater. But it's just like, look, if your movie comes out next to something else that I want to see more, I'm going to go see that movie. I'm not going to go see yours. And it's not for any other reason other than you guys have done me dirty in the past. You know? And so... So my last thoughts on this are... I am I've, I feel really bad for everyone that worked really hard on this movie. All the way from the actors, and the director, the set designers, costume designers, the editors, the, 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 the visual effects artists, everyone. Because I know how much hard work goes into making a movie like this. But... Unfortunately, you had bad parents, right? That's kind of how you look at it. It's like, look, it's like, look, I don't want to get in bed with you because I don't want, I don't trust mommy and daddy. You know, once mommy and daddy get their shit together and I feel more comfortable with how things are going to move forward, then yeah, I will go see your movies in the theater again. But like, It's going to be a while before I feel really trustworthy about seeing a DC Cinematic Universe movie. Now, as far as side DC movies or what, like DC Legacy movies, if whatever verbiage we want to use for that, but basically like, you know, Joker, the Batman, Todd Phillips, Matt Reeves, those kinds of DC movies. I will go, I will go to see those auteur movies day one all the time. Even if it's about a character I'm not really that invested in, if it's got a director that I enjoy or a good director, like imagine if, you know, imagine if Wilma Del Toro did a cyborg movie or something, you know, I would go see that in a heartbeat, you know, because I know the kind of director that they are, but I don't, I don't have any faith in this yet. Um, however, the last thing I will say before signing off is I do have a lot of faith in James Gunn and I'm up to, I'm cautiously optimistic that him and I forget the other guy's name. I feel terrible, but once I see what plan they have in store, Then I will see movies accordingly. Because right now, other than The Flash, when it comes to the DCCU stuff, Shazam is the only one that I'm willing to gamble with. I don't have any desire to see Aquaman in the theater, and I love James Wan. But I just don't. You know? Because supposedly this is supposed to be this huge universe... With all of this connectivity, and yet, since Justice League came out, everybody's been separate, and I have no idea how any of this is going to come back together. You know? There is zero cohesion. You know? And while 
I'm definitely not a fan that needs to have everything connected. Like, if back in 2012, DC had just said, no, you know, I, I think, you know, we think we're good just letting different directors and visionaries do their thing with our characters. We're okay with things not being connected. We're just going to do our own thing. I would have been like, thumbs up. Not everything has to be connected. I love the fact that Marvel's doing it, but I totally respect that you're choosing not to. And that's kind of how I feel now. It's like, it's like, I wish you hadn't tried to connect everything because I would be jumping at the bit to see any one of these characters on their own. But the fact that you tried to skip important steps, because here's the thing, and you know, I've said this in past podcasts, doing things the way Marvel did it isn't you copying Marvel. It's you copying the comic book format. As some, I'm not even somebody that has read comic books a whole lot in my life. And I even know how comic books work. You know? You have a handful of issues. And all of those issues lead up to a big team-up issue. It's just fucking common sense. You know? You do a Superman movie. You do a Batman movie. You do a Wonder Woman movie. You do a Flash movie. You know? You do a Green Lantern movie. And then... You have a movie where they're all together and they come together. Or some variation of that. But trying to skip those steps. Well, this is what you get. And this is why, you know, you you had to sell your company off to somebody else. And, you know, and, and I'll... It's like, look, like... Yeah. It just... It is what it is. It's, it's aggravating. Because I know these characters mean so much to a lot of people I was like outside of Batman I was more of a Marvel guy growing up than I was DC I loved Batman I dabbled in uh, the Flash I liked Super I liked variations of Superman but as I've said in the past never really been a big Superman fan I don't like the fact that he's pretty much invincible. I don't like the whole Boy Scout thing. That's why I love Man of Steel. I love the fact that it's darker. And as much as I know, a lot of people are excited for a lighter, more Christopher Reeve-like interpretation of Superman from Henry Cavill. It's one of the things that kind of worries me. Because that darker, brooding, kind of more introspective Superman is what I really liked. I don't want the Boy Scout. I don't. Now, that's not to say if... If the original... If Superman had initially gotten his own trilogy and didn't get fucked up the way that he did, I do know that the third movie probably would have been Superman um, becoming the, the, the Boy Scout. Because that's just in Superman's nature. But it's all going to depend on the story and how it's done. Because I'm not going to have a problem at all walking out of whatever this next Superman movie is and going, nah, it wasn't for me. They cannot lend 100% to the Boy Scout of it all. There's got to be a blend, you know, of what came before and what they're trying to go for now. And as long as they do that, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. 
But, yeah, you know, Warner Brothers really fucked things up for themselves. And, you know, and now all of us as the fans and the people in this new regime, and now James Gunn and his partner, we're all having to face the consequences of what the past folks did. And it sucks. So, you know, you know, I am willing to give James Gunn a, a shot and see what what they um what they come up with. But um but I don't know. I'm just not very optimistic um as of right now. But I also don't know I also don't know a lot right now. So, once I know more, maybe I'll feel better. What about you? What do you guys think? Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Peace out.